In Ivey v. Nugent, 2023, RCAP 97, the Arkansas Court of Appeals, in affirming a dismissal with prejudice, ruled that a wrongful death complaint instituted by a sibling and a class of others did not meet muster under the wrongful death statute. The plaintiff was neither appointed as administratrix nor were beneficiaries under the Wrongful Death Act properly listed. Plaintiff took a voluntary non-suit and sought to refile with an amended complaint and argued this should relate back to the original. Judge Gruber disagreed. The first complaint, quote, The caption of the complaint read, Sharon Ivey, and as administratrix of the estate of Earl Lee Parker, and on behalf of all wrongful death beneficiaries of Earl Lee Parker, deceased. The right margin of the caption read plaintiff. Appellees filed a motion to dismiss. At the hearing on the motion, Ivy requested a voluntary non-suit in lieu of dismissal. The court took the case under advisement and issued a letter ruling on April 15, 2020. On June 24, 2020, the circuit court entered an order that granted Ivy's motion for non-suit and dismissed the complaint without prejudice pursuant to Rule 41 of the Arkansas Rules of Civil Procedure. The order also contained additional findings. One, Ivy had not been appointed as the administratrix in Arkansas and had neither requested ancillary administration nor posted a bond. Two, Ivy conceded she was without authority to file the suit without approval or a bond. Three, Ivy argued that the suit should not be dismissed because it was also brought by the beneficiaries. Four, the beneficiaries were not listed in either the style or the body of the complaint. Five, and Ivy had no authority to file the complaint as their representative and could not cure the deficit by claiming the errors filed on their own behalf. The order further noted that Ivy sought to amend the complaint to add additional information, but those actions were taken after the circuit court's ruling. The second complaint. The caption reads as follows. Sharon Ivy Parker, and as administratrix of the estate of Earl Lee Parker, and on behalf of all wrongful death beneficiaries of Earl Lee Parker, deceased. The right margin of the caption read plaintiffs. Paragraphs 5 through 13 identified the wrongful death beneficiaries by name. End of quote. Insufficiency of the first complaint was not cured by the second. In examining the original complaint, the Court of Appeals reasoned it was defective and the second could not relate back. Quote, Pursuant to Art Codan Section 1662-102b, every action for wrongful death in Arkansas shall be brought by and in the name of the personal representative of the deceased person. If there is no personal representative, then the action shall be brought by the heirs at law of the deceased person. For the purposes of the wrongful death statute, the term heirs at law, as used in section 1662-102b, means beneficiaries as used in section 1662-102d. When there is no personal representative at the time of filing, all statutory beneficiaries must be joined as plaintiffs to the action. Ivy admits that she did not meet the necessary requirements to file a wrongful death action as the personal representative of the estate, and that the statute of limitations had expired at the time the second suit was filed. 
She argues, however, that the second complaint should relate back because the first wrongful death complaint was alternatively pled to include the second possible route, a claim by the heirs at law. She contends that the text of the first complaint shows a clear intent to bring a claim on behalf of all the heirs. In addition to noting the style of the case, she points to the first paragraph, which provides, Plaintiff Sharon Ivey brings this survival action and wrongful death action as the administratrix of the estate and on behalf of all wrongful death beneficiaries, pursuant to Arkansas Code Annotated Sections 1662-101 and 1662-102, and the prayer for relief, which requests damages on behalf of all wrongful death beneficiaries. Ivy further contends that the second complaint cures any potential defect in the real party and interest by naming the heirs and their relationships to the deceased in the body of the complaint. Essentially, Ivy argues that the beneficiaries were properly designated in the first complaint because it included alternative plaintiffs as a class. We disagree. The wrongful death statute does not reference a class. Further, it states that it shall be brought by the beneficiaries if there is no personal representative. This has been interpreted to mean all the beneficiaries. To hold otherwise would be inconsistent with the statute and case law. Considering our statute and case law interpreting it, we cannot conclude that a general reference to all beneficiaries of a deceased person satisfies the wrongful death statute. Case law interpreting the wrongful death statute requires that all the heirs be named as parties. The first complaint failed to join and name all the heirs. Therefore, it is a nullity, and there could be no relation back. When the second complaint was filed, the statute of limitations had already expired. Therefore, the circuit court's grant of summary judgment was proper. End of quote. End of decision.